Have you ever been on a website and couldn't even figure out what a company did or offered looking at their website? Well, it happens all the time. And in this episode of Waste Up Wardrobe, my expert guest is an expert in marketing and website development. And she builds sites for her clients where the customer journey is easy and effortless and it's completely visible what the person does. If you want to tap into her genius and learn a little bit more about how to do that for your very own company, you know the drill. You got to stick around right now because we're going to talk about all that in just a second. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Well, hello, Virtual Nation. It is wonderful to have you here for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. And I am so thrilled to bring you this episode today because it is so relevant to every business out there. And it can be really helpful in um, understanding how to better ha- how to have a website where people can really navigate it with ease and understand exactly what you do and really engage with you as somebody that they might be looking for. And to help us do that today, I have a really special expert who knows all about marketing and about website development and how to make that customer journey pretty fantastic for the people landing on your page. So before I get into all that, I just want to say thank you for joining us for another episode. And thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in the production room making this entire production possible. He's not popping out there. He usually does. There he is. (laughs) And he is just sort of the wind beneath the wings of this, um, of this show. So thank you, Rick, for always doing that. Maybe he'll make a guest appearance or two, but he gets a little shy sometimes. So we'll see. (laughs) Um, So my guest today is Heather Frigard, and she is the founder of a company called Life in Motion. And Heather is sort of a relationship marketing expert, and she has 25 years of experience. She began her corporate career with a Fortune 500 company, which included a national expansion of a new regional market in the state of Texas. Through business mentoring and consumer behaviors, along with marketing skills derived from her experience, she did all that. And she founded Life in Motion in 2011. Life in Motion has assisted hundreds of companies increasing their ROI and developing a loyal customer following while playing a pivotal role in their online reputation, which is so important in business and as being recognized in the industry and um, being an expert in each of their fields. So. Please help me welcome Heather Fregard. Thank you for being here today, Heather. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to delve into this topic. And you have been like the person that I've always thought about as the expert to really help bridge people and companies into understanding, you know, what really the purpose of a website is and and, and what a website can actually do for you when it's done really well. 
but also if it can detract from you, if it's not really done with thoughtful, a thoughtful mind, right? And so uh, we're going to get into all that. But before we do, I want the audience to get to know you a little bit, a little bit better. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and okay. there are a, little, a little bit about your life and purse and just personal preferences. So my first, question, my first question to you is campers or Airstreams? Well, I have an Airstream, so that's an easy one. Yeah. And, you know, is there like this whole like community around this idea of Airstream versus camp? I mean, are they like rivals? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> so, yes, uh, we Airstreams has their own community. In fact, we have our own Facebook pages and um, groups. And what's really funny is Airstreamers love other Airstreamers. And I think campers are annoyed by Airstreamers. <laughs> we'll be driving down the road and we're flashing our lights and we're waving at each other. And, and so, yeah, there's a whole community and almost cult-like following with Airstreamers. <laughs> That's what I've thought. And I love, if I were to pick one, it would be Airstreamer, Airstream for me. And I've joked around with my family all the time saying, I'm going to buy an Airstream. And I'm going to be going everywhere in the country just in my Airstream. And they're like, and I'm going to have my little Jade Fiat pulling it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> You can't do that. <laughs> well, it's really funny because in the group I was telling you about, we actually have pictures of people that um, one of the main conversations is a towing vehicle, which we refer to as TVs. Uh -huh. And you'll have pictures of people with like a Porsche that's parked in front and pretending like it's towing. So a Fiat has been in front of one of the, so you never know. You I never mean, know. That Fiat is a workhorse. Hey, my Fiat is the best car we own. It is a workhorse. <laughs> it is, it is Great gas mileage. I don't, I love my Fiat. Okay. Basketball or football? So my daughter and my husband were both college basketball players. My son was a football player, wouldn't have anything to do with uh, basketball until he graduated. So I, I actually now everybody's basketball, so I can say basketball. Okay. Well, you quite an athletic family and it sounds, you like, do. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you guys each have your, you know, your favorite. Um, okay. So here's my final question. Cause I'm really curious. Would you consider yourself a techie person or not really? Totally tech nerd. Really? Oh yeah. I would never be able to tell looking at you. No, you're so cute. Yeah. You're like this proper Southern girl, you know, <laughs> I am a nerd at heart and a tech nerd for sure. I get really excited about new technologies that are being revealed. In fact, I follow this lady on uh, TikTok that is an AI developer and I completely nerd out on her stuff. So. <laughs> and I kind of know that about you just from conversations. And it's like, you know, I could, it's so funny to me when you nerd out and it's like so funny. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're here and we really, really want to like capitalize on your genius and give our viewers just some really key things and ideas to think about as business owners and entrepreneurs, because I know that um, you've helped me um, and you're helping me develop and reconfigure my own website. Uh, we haven't launched yet, but that's because of me. <laughs> um, but I, I really I value just the, you know, the way you've kind of thought through the whole process. And I think everybody can really um, benefit from that. So the first thing I kind of want to just ask is give the audience an idea of sort of the area of marketing that you are in and how that really just in general, so that people know like your background. Yeah, sure. So um, my company that I founded is Life in Motion, and we are a digital marketing agency. We specialize in producing pre-qualified leads 
on a daily basis for our clients. And we do that through the medium of digital marketing. So it, that includes anything from search engine optimization, website development, like we're talking about, um, email marketing, uh, blog writing, social media marketing, as well as app development. So it's all about driving new pre-qualified leads to our clients. That's ultimately what we do. So that digital marketing, all those things that you mentioned, that's what digital marketing is, the website, app development, all those little things. Yes. And how they all work together in producing new leads. And and I want to keep emphasizing new leads because if you have leads that are coming in that you already have a relationship with or you have a one degree of separation, that's not technically a new lead. So that's so interesting to me because that is, I think, the challenge for most companies, right? We have people that are, are raving fans and they come back for different offerings. But the, the idea with business is you really need to be generating new customers all the time. And so what you do is really focused on that, is it not? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so give me, I'm curious, like because you develop websites and you've developed all these digital marketing tools for your clients, what's like the biggest mistake you've seen businesses do when it comes to just putting themselves out there digitally? So one of the biggest mistakes that I see is that they put out what they like versus what their audience needs to know or, or likes. And I, I have to be really honest. My industry is not very helpful in that. In fact, oftentimes I apologize on behalf of my industry because I think that people in marketing have a responsibility to make sure that they're educating the people that they're working with rather than trying to confuse them. And I think sometimes that confusion can even put them in a posture that is not helpful. So versus, you know, asking um, what asking questions about the customers that they're going after instead of asking what the business owner is wanting. I think that is the wrong conversation to be having, if that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah, and I see that a lot in my industry. So it's one of the questions from a marketing standpoint is, well, what do you want to rank for? Well, want to rank for doesn't translate, there's industry terms, but it doesn't translate to customer terms. And I think that's the biggest mistake when you are, you know, developing a website, that is what people are going to convert to. And if you have the wrong audience that you're cultivating, you're never going to get new leads. Oh, that makes so much sense. And it really is hard for business owners who have like created this baby. They built this business and they have something to say and they want to say it the way they want to say it. And they want to put it out there the way they want to put it. But the reality is without our customers, without tapping into what they need, we do re- don't really have a business. So it, it, it you got to get your ego out of the way, I guess, in some ways and not, and kind of try and pass the eye test. It's not about I, it's not about I, the entrepreneur, it's about you, the, the customer. Yep. Yeah. Well, and, and really what it is, is that I, I think it's not always the business owner's fault. I think the marketing company actually is not leading this correctly. And so, um, for example, an industry term, I work, we work with a lot of physicians and the physician might have a term that they're using that does not even translate to the patient. And so when the patient actually goes to Google and is typing in, looking for whatever service that is, they're not going to be connecting because the marketing company advised the provider to put 
different terminology than what the patient actually uses. And so I don't think it's only the business owner and I don't think it's always ego. I think sometimes it's strategy that, and frankly, competency in our industry. And I, after 2020, um, we saw a lot of people that were pivoting out of traditional marketing and going into digital marketing and positioning themselves as experts. And they can be, they can do training and other things, but I don't think everybody is as knowledgeable as they position themselves. So you bring up such an important point. Like this is my, um, this is the one thing I think about, you know, it's kind of like when you hire, and I don't want to, I'm not making a, a um, a analogy between like plumbers and like digital experts. But when you hire a plumber, let's say, for example, and they go and they fix something, <laughs> you don't know if it's fixed or not. It's like in the wall. And like, how are you ever going to know that until you have a problem, right? Exactly. How would you trust that that person really knew what they're doing and that, that if they knew what they're doing, they actually did it with integrity, right? Yes. Same thing with the digital stuff. Personally, yeah. for me, I'm not a techie person, nor do I ever want to deal with any technology. I want to do what I do. I want to do my genius. I want to grow my business. So I, I want to I want to pay somebody to do that for me and not have to worry about if it's being done correctly or not. And so I think that is the biggest thing. Like when I was seeking out somebody to hire to help me with this, I talked to a lot of people and I honestly could not make a decision because I did not know if I was going to get the results just from our conversations. I couldn't really do that. So I proceeded on like personal trust. And that's why I wanted to work with you because I got to know you and, and, and you got my business and I felt connected. Right. So how do you, what is the advice you give people when they are, they just don't know if they're going to get the results and to guard them from somebody that maybe it does not have quite the experience that is required for things like this. How, what, what should they do? What is there a question they should ask? How should they vet them? So I think it's uh, different for different services that we're offering. And so for today, we're talking about website, but if we're talking about uh, search engine optimization, for example, um, Google is a great resource. In fact, they have a YouTube channel that you can go directly to, and they even have videos, some of the best videos on how to hire an, export, an expert mm -hmm. or SEO. And, and you can watch their recommendations. You can go to them and see what it is that they're recommending. Um, when it comes to web development, it's a little bit more difficult. And I would say that if you are confused about the process, then the person that is guiding you is not a good fit. I'm not saying they're not an expert. I'm just saying they're not a good fit for you. Right. If they're not taking the time to engage you in the process, to have you be a collaborator in the process, then they're not the right fit. Um, one of the other things uh, that we do that I think is probably one of our our biggest um, differentiators is from an SEO standpoint, we have all of our clients are not on contract. They're month to month because if we are not um, providing results, then, then they shouldn't be paying us. And so I think that there are companies that get you into contracts and, and get you into um, long-term agreements with them, but then they don't deliver the services and there needs to be some kind of an agreement that is not only benefiting the company that is giving you the service. And so those would be like the biggest tips as I think, educate yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and Google is, is the main 99% um, of web, any kind of digital marketing that you're going to do. They're the expert in that. 
And the other portion, like I was saying, is that you, you've got to be able to have good communication with the person that you're working with. Mm -hmm. The two biggest things. Those are really great points. And those terms, search engine optimization, SEO, and (laughs) is like the most nebulous thing to me. It's like, I hear it all the time. I mean, in the entrepreneurial world, that's it all I ever nothing, Right? It, I mean, literally, to the to anybody that's not in that industry, it means nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I know what it stands for, SEO. Define it for our audience because I would love to learn that and, and understand what it is and why it's important. So um, one of the things is we're talking about websites. And having a website is very important so that people, like you said at the beginning of the show, they need to know very quickly what it is that you do. So that's great. You have a website, but now how do they find you? How do people find you? And so search engine optimization, very simply, is the process of having new clients find you on Google for your services, not for your name, not for the um, it, anything that they may already have known about you. It's your services. So for example, we do digital marketing. And if somebody goes on to Google and searches, search engine optimization company near me or marketing near me or web developer near me, when I come up for those services, that's search engine optimization. That is, that is um, a professional taking your uh, services registering them with Google, and then allowing you to be found for those services so you can get new leads. Now, it's funny because you have to be on the first page because nobody goes to page two of the reason. Yeah. And it's highly competitive. It's highly competitive. So there's there are a lot of nuances to it. And I want to make sure that I don't go too high level because then people's eyes gloss over. But I would just say that being found on Google buy new clients for the services that you offer in a nutshell. That's what search engine optimization is. I love that. Thank you for explaining that in a way I could understand it. Cause all I ever hear marketing experts say is like, Oh yeah, your SEO, you should do optimize it. You should optimize it. You should optimize. I'm like, how the heck do you do that? (laughs) Like, I don't even know what that means, you know? So I really wanted to lay out the definition of that for those people out there that are like me that are so that seems so nebulous to them the idea so thank you for doing that because it is how they find you for the service that you offer not by your name not but by the service that you offer that's that was that's kind of new to me i just learned that so thank you for that um so you know how how important is it when you are developing a website as a as a business owner for you to have a sort of um like a marketing plan or like how are those interrelated? That's a great question. And I think that it comes back to that differentiator that we were talking about earlier is um, strategy. It's I always operate from the why, not just the how, but the why, why are we doing it? And so um, marketing strategy is, is more than just, I mean, it's similar to branding, like you talk about, mm-hmm. you know, that it, it's how you put yourself out there and it's how people recognize you. And so it's extremely important that that strategy be cohesive with your branding, with your messaging, with the services that you offer, and that they're all in line, but they're also very easy to understand very quickly. 
I mean, we are such an instant gratification society that if people have to take too much time in order to figure out what it is that you do, they're going to move on yeah. and, and you lose them. And so that strategy piece is extremely important for you to make sure that you are communicating effectively and that people aren't getting frustrated in the process of trying to get in touch with you or trying to understand what you do. All of that needs to be together. And that's all marketing strategy. A hundred percent. Everything you're making, you're saying makes so much sense. And I love that you said it's kind of like branding. Actually, marketing is a part of your branding. It is a yeah. critical part of your branding. It's a way Absolutely. you speak to the people that you potentially want to engage with. Right. Yes. Um, so, you know, here's the thing. Like, I think you hit on the word that either makes somebody want to work with you or not. Right. In my work, I always set out one of my philosophies is to create, uh, make it easy, effortless, and fun to get styled by me or to really think about your image or your brand, right? Easy, effortless, and fun. That's what people want. If they land on a website and they're frustrated because they got the spinny wheel of death or that they've got, or they can't find where it is that, you know, they can go to contact you or they can't tell exactly how you can help them, frustration will cause them to give up on you, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's so important. And yeah. I'm, I've learned that the hard way, I have to say, because my my current website, as beautiful as it is, you know, sometimes people land on it like, well, I don't exactly, what do you do? <laughs> you know, and that's like the worst thing a business owner can hear. And so that's really what has led me. But the, the other reason why is that way is because I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better, you know, um, and as a business owner, but now I'm getting to become more sophisticated about my marketing and more thoughtful about it. And and in, in, in so now, you know, I'm, I'm thinking more about it and I am trying to make it work better. Um, any, any thoughts on that? Um, you know, it, I think that it, you, I think you mentioned earlier in the car, in the show here that you were talking about a client journey. Yeah. And I think that is so important. And I think that a lot of us are visual people. Yeah. I think that from a very simple um, process. If you were to just say, you know, I, I personally like work backwards. What's the end goal? Mm -hmm. The end goal is, is I want them to pay money. Mm -hmm. You know, then the next, the step before that, you know, working that backwards into that client journey and then just keeping that process. Once you have that whole client journey together, keeping that process very simple and how you would describe it as one of my clients lovingly says to a fifth grader. Yeah. Really, truly. It should yeah. not be much higher level than that. And I think sometimes we get caught into wanting to show that we're an expert in our industry when the reality is oftentimes when we talk too high level, we lose people. Yeah. So I think that fifth grade level is actually a really good place to be. And when they capture what that is, then you can expand upon it. But that client journey is really important. I think that every single business owner should consider that in their business when they're starting out and, and keep that kind of as part of their mission, as part of their goal, as, you know, front facing to them all the time. I think that's really important in any, any aspect of your business, including, you know, customer satisfaction as well as marketing. I don't think it is only marketing. Yeah. So what, so let me ask you this, what is the sign of a well done website? You think like when you land on somebody's website and you're like exploring that, what, what would you say? Like you go, and especially from your perspective, right? You look at somebody, Oh, this is really well done. So a really well done website to me is that before I begin to scroll, I know 
what they do. I know um, there's also a call to action. There's also social media that is on their on their website. Um, so that I have ways to connect with them. I have, I have ways to um, continue to engage with them. That before I even scroll. Yeah. Right when I land on the page. And most importantly, when I do that on my phone. I, I think there is a much larger, um, I weigh mobile more than I do desktop and mobile because more than 90% of your, um, audience is going to be, uh, from mobile devices. So I think it's really important that you, if there's any advice I can give to anybody right now, it's go look at your website on your mobile device. Yeah. Go through, click on things. And so a really well done website for me is going to have, before I even begin to scroll, I'm really going to understand what it is that they do. I'm going to see how I can connect with them. And then I'm going to easily scroll down the page and discover, you know, a little bit more about what the services are that they offer. Once I have that, then I will um, potentially go into other pages, but it, it's, the, it's the layout and the content that you put together. Yeah. So it's so interesting because you talked, you know, we really are focusing in on this customer journey. Um, you talk about how it's important when somebody lands on your site that the customer journey is easy and effortless, doesn't cause frustration. And that's a part of my business that I really, you know, as a brand, like that's part of your branding. Like I talk about customer journey and the experience the customer is having in a company from, you know, from the minute they touch your company until the end, until you've kind of, from the minute they onboard until the minute that you've wrapped up their program or their work with you, right? So that, and so it starts with the website, really. It's kind of like that first impression. You know, it's interesting because most people think that that's the start of the web, you know, the website is the start, but the reality right. is, is that's actually the end. That's where the conversion happens. Ah. It's a very, it's a very common misconception because you now again i'm talking about new clients right so if it's existing clients but it's a little bit different or if people are referring to you then it it can be a little bit different but the the end is the website where that that's where the conversion happens so any kind of activity that you're doing on social media or any email marketing that you're doing or any search engine optimization that you're doing or any google ads that you're doing all of that has to drive somewhere and it's driving to your website and so that conversion is happening at your website. That's where it, you know, rubber meets the road it yeah. is at your website. Yeah. So if I were a business owner listening to this conversation, I wanted to go check to see if my website is doing well. Is there any, anything I can do as a lay person to check that? So there's a couple things that I would encourage people if you're wanting to figure out what how your website is performing. First of all, do you have anybody that is a new customer that mentions your website. If they're not mentioning your website, then they probably never went to it. Or if they're not saying that that was even a factor in why they decided to work with you. The, I, I mean, that's, that's one thing. And then another thing is that um, website traffic should continue to grow year over year, month over month. And so you should be tracking the traffic that you have. Where are the sources that are of that traffic coming? And there's a few things that you can do um, to be able to track that on your own, even if you don't hire somebody else to do it. We um, work with WordPress and there is a plugin that we use called Jetpack, really easy to install. And it gives you really great analytics. I actually prefer it over Google Analytics. And um, 
if you can just see how many visitors are coming to your website and what activities did you do in the last 30 days that you could potentially be um, increasing more of, you know, like if, if social media, if one account or one platform was giving you a good number of leads over another one, then obviously that's where your audience is driving to your website, but it's also is conversion happening from those. It, it, it can get kind of complicated. I can tend to kind of nerd out on it and I don't want to do that too much. <laughs> no, I think you're breaking it down to very simple thoughts and ideas and that's what's important. Yeah. I think everybody should be monitoring their website traffic and sources. Where are the sources coming from on a monthly basis? Mm. It tells, I'm a data junkie and it tells you a story. And so if I have spent a significant amount of time, you know, posting on Facebook and I see that the traffic that's, and all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, leads and it is correlating with the amount of traffic that I'm getting from that source, then I want to do more of that. Where in the reverse, if I have a lot of traffic that's coming from there, but I got no leads, well, then that's not working. And so I think it, I think marketing is a lot of looking at what it is that you're doing in order to drive traffic or in order to market yourself and then evaluating the success of each one. Yeah, that's really incredible. I was, um, is in order to get Google Analytics, do you have to do anything special on your site or is it is it something that is a free or do you have to have a plug-in? Can you expand on that? Because I was talking to somebody not that long ago and they said, we can't even figure out what our analytics are off of Google. Google. <laughs> so um, depending on the type of website that you have, you can put a plug-in in to be able to add Google Analytics to your page. Um, if you have a, a a different type of site that doesn't allow for plugins, then you can actually put code on your website to be able to monitor it. I am not a huge fan of Google Analytics. And the reason that I'm not is there is a lot of artificial traffic from robots that go to websites. So it tracks that. And I was actually having a conversation today with one of my clients. Um, their <laughs> website traffic for the month, the previous month, this is the first month that we've been working with them, was right around 800 visitors, unique visitors for the month. And when I went to look at the analytics through artificial traffic, they had an additional 1,300 oh, wow. visits of artificial traffic. And so that would have looked great for me thinking, you know, oh, they've, they've got 2,200 when the reality is it was actually only 800 people. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I think, again, I, I want to be careful not to get too far into the weeds because I know that it can be very confusing. But I do think that traffic tells a story, how many visitors you have to your website, where that traffic is coming from. And then as a business owner inside your business, how many new leads did you get that month? And then it just tells the story of, of what am I doing and what is working? What am I doing that's not working? And that correlates directly to where am I spending my money? Where am I spending my time? I think that's really important when it comes to marketing. Yeah. I love that you call it like a story. Like it tells a story. It makes it so much more exciting. <laughs> it's, it's uh yeah. So you, it tells a story and like only like a tech junkie. Would that way. <laughs> and I know that, you know, uh, Rick is quite, my producer is quite the tech 
person. I mean, he does the production of the show. He has some experience building web websites. And he's, you know, does a lot of video production and stuff like that. And I am just itching to know if he has any questions for you, Heather. But there he is. Is he going to come on the show? I don't know. Rick, uh, is he being shy today? I don't know. But anyway, we'll see. If he pops on, he might have a question. He'll pop on and, and ask you the question. But in the meantime, um, I, I wanted to ask you, do, you know, it, can a bad website or a website that isn't working be negative for your business? This is a great question because um, I know that one of the things that you and I have talked about before is maintenance of a website. A lot of times people don't understand um, that the health of your website actually correlates to um, not just the user experience, but also how Google is going to rank you. So here's an interesting fact. Mm. Do you know that Google's ag algorithm actually puts in there that your, your copy on your site needs to be, quote unquote, enjoyable to read? No, I had no idea. So if you want to rank well, Google is actually evaluating the copy that is on your website. And they one of the factors that they're considering is that it's enjoyable to read. That's in their that's in their context. They actually have this in writing on on SEO. And so that enjoyable to read, what that ultimately means is that don't try and write copy on your website that has a bunch of keywords in it that all of a sudden every other word is a service or a product or a thing that you're trying to rank for. Because at that point, it becomes not enjoyable to read. And so one of the factors is that they want you to be able to they want the user experience to be good. And, and it's funny because a lot of people pro don't feel this way, but I feel like Google is very ethical in how they manage their product. And when I say ethical, I mean they care about the user's experience. That's why people still keep them as the main source. That's why you Google things. That's why you trust Google reviews more than you trust other reviews wow. because they really strive to make sure that the user experience is authentic and genuine. And if you're always keeping that in mind, your user experience, that's always going to help you. And that comes down to the health of your website, like we were talking about. If you have, if you have glitches, if your pages are loading really slow, if, you're, um, if there's broken links, we're talking about user experience. That is not just the person that's coming in there, but Google's paying attention to that as well. So I, the best advice I can give people is if you had somebody that was coming to your house, they're coming, think of, think of your website as your house. And when they're coming to it, you want them to have the best experience that they possibly can. Yeah. You want them to also really quickly understand who you are and, and have it be inviting. And as long as you're doing those things, your website's going to rank well it's going to help your business and it's going to bring you new leads. Those, the, just from an authentic, simplistic way of describing it, that's exactly what it is. I mean, that blows my mind actually a little bit that they care about it being enjoyable. But what, what makes me even more um, interested in that thought is like, how, if it's all being judged by artificial intelligence or are there real people judging whether it's enjoyable or not? So it's really funny because we can get really technical on this. Yeah. And what it comes down to is how many people are coming to your website and how long are they staying on your website mm. and are they taking any actions on your website? 
And so all of that is factored into search engine optimization, which means that if Google is seeing, oh, there are a lot of people that are spending a lot of time on this website. When somebody is looking for it, I trust these people. So I'm going to recommend them. Yeah. Or if it's, I'm coming, a lot of people are coming to this website and, and they're having difficulty scrolling or the page isn't loading well, or, you know, they're, they're having issues. Google saying, I don't want people to not trust me and the results that I'm providing. So I'm not going to recommend them. That's, that's as simple as it is. Yeah. Very interesting. And, and so, um, how, like, how often does a site need to be maintained once it's built? Like, is it a, a monthly thing or how does that work? Great question. So, um, and this is where we get a little technical. So, um, WordPress is the, one of the largest developers, um, website platforms in the world. In fact, more than 25% of all websites on the internet are WordPress. And I mean, that number could be even higher. Yeah. And so WordPress has releases that they put out when there is a vulnerability that has been discovered. And so this is really kind of scary because essentially when a, when a vulnerability, which is based, uh, a, you know, a hacking of some sort, mm -hmm. when that happens, they're releasing an update. Well, they're releasing that update to business owners, to website owners, and to hackers. And as soon as that's released and that is a known vulnerability, now your site is it could be compromised. So, and the, the hard thing is, is that we could get three, four, five updates on WordPress a month. We could get three in a week. And those need to be updated on a regular basis because as quickly as we're working against that, there are not good people that are out there that are trying to get access to your website so they can put really bad stuff on the internet. And I, again, I, I, I could really nerd out on this right now, but yeah. what it happens is, is that it, it can essentially Google, if Google finds out that you, your website has been compromised um, they will take you off of the internet for a minimum of 30 days. You wow. won't even be able to be found. And so it, you have, so updating your website is critical to your, your brand on the internet. It can be removed from the internet if you don't keep your website updated. And also your investment could be lost because I've seen a lot of times where there are websites that have been completely compromised and the only option we have is to redo it. And that's a big investment. So yeah. it's kind of like car maintenance. So it's it's very critical to your business to make sure that you update your website. Okay. I'm not being too technical. I'm no. really trying to be, but it is so important, especially when you have WordPress websites, and that's the largest platform, you have to update it on a regular, every time there's a release that comes out, you need to immediately update your website. Absolutely. I think, I, I think that what everything you're saying is so consumable to the layperson, but that's what I love. You, even though you're a techie person, you've really broken it down for the audience in very simple layman's terms that I can understand it. Good, good. I'm, I'm enjoying listening to it. Oh, good. That's yeah. my, that's my biggest fear is because yeah. I real. No, I think you've made a fantastic job just explaining all these things. And I think these are the kind of questions that I think just the person that isn't really involved in the technical side of building their, 
digital stuff, but they want to know, but they, you know, but they don't want to spend too much time doing it, but they get to know. So this, this episode, I think is going to be so valuable for entrepreneurs to just kind of get a basic understanding of what a website should do and what they should be looking for in a website developer when they're trying to create their digital presence. Right. And that's, that's really important. And you've done a really great job of laying that out and in, in explaining the technical stuff in a way that we can all consume. So thank you for that. So Heather, I want to kind of just ask you, what, who's your ideal client and how can they find you? So our ideal client is typically somebody in the medical field or in the legal field. And actually, we really strive to work with um, attorneys that are elder law attorneys, believe it or not. I love working with them because we have a really great process in um, developing leads for them and really filling up their pipeline. And then in the medical field, I we love working in the medical field as well because we just have a lot of experience in those areas. Plus, I also feel like they're a little bit vulnerable um, in that they really have a lot of data that is HIPAA compliant and that they can actually have the wrong people that are supporting them. And it, with very good intentions, they can compromise them and yeah. not even realize it. And here, here's a perfect example. Um, I was at a conference with a healthcare attorney and one of the... Um, one of the participants was asking the attorney about, you know, responding to Google reviews. And she, it, it's, it's a very difficult process because they desperately want to respond when there's a negative review. The problem is, is that they're ver verifying that that's a patient. They're violating HIPAA. Hmm. And so, of course, they want to defend themselves, but they can't defend themselves because then they're violating their license. You know, like, I mean, they're compromising their license. And so the health attorney said something that was really great. She said, um, do you want to be the example that the board uses on how not to respond? And she goes, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, which I think is, I, I think that's great. But I, I see a lot of well-intended individuals that work in marketing and they try to keep it as, you know, they're using standard language. The problem is, is that they're actually compromising those providers in potentially being brought before the board. And that is, so I really like working in those areas, but we do work in other areas too. We work in um, restaurants and new businesses. I actually recently um, started working with a, a customization RV company, which was yeah. so much fun. I love doing that. So, but the way that they can find us is they can go to lifeinmotion.com. That's our website. And then all of our social media marketing is on there as well. And we have recently started a podcast that is called Market to the Mavens. And a maven is an individual or an industry that you can market to that will net you a large number of referrals. And so in my case, if I'm working with a CPA, a CPA works with a lot of business owners that could potentially be clients of mine. And so it's less time for me to work with one CPA than for me to go and individually go to each of those um, business owners. Yeah, it's like marketing one to many. And that's really yeah. fantastic. Those mavens, you know, we want those mavens in our lives. <laughs> um, so the, the your website is lifeinmotion.com and you have a... Um, a giveaway for whoever puts in the hashtag marketing and shine. Um, and what is that? Tell us about it. Yes. So we have an SEO checklist that we've developed that we use for our own internal 
um, marketing strategy that we are going to give you for free. And so it's just a a PDF download that we will send to you and that you'll be able to um, do your own audit and SEO um, checklist. That's awesome. I'm going to, I want that. <laughs> but I have you. <laughs> yeah, you've got me. But I also have to say something because I think we kind of glossed over. My husband came in right in the middle of the podcast. I was like, like <laughs> I know we had him photo bot- hey, background bombing you. <laughs> I know that was so funny, but I felt like it's something that we had to at least address the elephant in the room. I was like, oh my goodness. I've told him that we, we were doing the podcast. <laughs> well, it was we really good. Cool. seen because he was, his reflection was in the mirror. Oh, good. <laughs> right? Because he, you know, because he didn't, he was he actually behind you or is he in the mirror? Oh, no, he was actually behind me. Oh, he but was. It was so oh, funny. Yeah, but it was so funny because I saw him on screen and he was kind of like, ooh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knew where I was sitting. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that that was wonderful. It was a good break. Um, so we always wrap up with the Waste Up Wardrobe uh, weekly wrap up. What's the main takeaway here, Heather, for the audience? The main takeaway is to... If I could give one piece of advice, I would say really write out your client journey. Mm -hmm. Write that out in detail on how you want your new potential client to be able to find you. What is that process? That whole marketing strategy. And if it ends with your website, it should be how are they going to convert and how are they going to um, be able to send you referrals as well as reviews. So I would that would be the one takeaway I would do is really write out your comprehensive client journey. Okay. That sounds fantastic. And you offered the tool of this checklist that you're going to be giving the audience with the hashtag marketing and shine. I'm sure that's going to be really valuable for people to kind of go through and see. Um, And a couple, give us a couple tips that, you know, just from our conversation, if a business owner really trying to up level their um, marketing and their website presence, what would you, what would be like one or two tips you would give them? So, I will tell you the number one mistake for marketing that I see is people sharing other content from other brands on their social media. And and this is huge because when you're sharing those links and you think this is a great article, you're actually driving them away from your brand. So if you want to be, I call this the difference between activity and productivity. And so activity is, I just want to post. I don't know what to post. So I'm just, this is a great resource. I'm sharing it with my clients. It's a terrible strategy because it's out of sight, out of mind. As soon as you share that link and they are off your brand, you are out of sight, out of mind. And so if you find an article that's really good, um, you can write your take on it. You can even give credit to it in the article, but every single link that you are sharing in social media or email should always go to your website. Nothing on your social media should be outside of your own website. There's no purpose of that at all. And so I always encourage people to sit down for one hour a month to really focus in, block out this time, consistently one hour a month to write out what kind of marketing you want to do. And if they can write one blog, if they can write one article, or if they can um, put together their strategy. And again, I, I, I know we've been talking about websites, but really that marketing of driving traffic to your website, if you begin to see the results of 
that activity and, and that sharing and that traffic to your website, you're going to be motivated and incentivized to redo your website too, to update the content on your website. But if you're writing that one article a month, you're already adding new content to your website as well. So that would be the one tip that I would do. Yeah. And that is the, an action item that can be so powerful. And that was the last question I was asked you. Give us one action item to yeah. drive us into action right now. And can it be that, that you spend one one just sit down and once a month either write a blog or write a piece of uh content that you can add to your website yes and yeah. and that's the thing is i feel like people put too much pressure on themselves and they think that they have to have a ton yeah an article and then you know what how about four posts pre-write in that time four posts that you're going to do on social media and if you do no other activity but those two things you're going to be increasing value to your online presence yeah one of the things that we do is we really focus on repurposing a lot of our content. So we really package our content in different ways, which I think has been really helpful in that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you're sitting down to write content, right? Like our, our episode today, we'll then we will create a speedy recap from it, a, a summary of the show that then we'll use that little blurb to really highlight the show in general. Um, I will make, um, you know, posts on Instagram on maybe the top three tips that you gave. So you really can take a lot, especially if you're providing really good, valuable content, you can take that really good, valuable content and give it to the consumer in different forms because some people are more visual. Some people want to read somebody, you know, so there's all these different things you can do to repurpose your content as well. Would you agree? I totally agree. And yeah. those, those two things that we talked about, the one blog and the four um, posts, when those are driving to your website, Google's paying attention to that. So you've mm -hmm. just increased your search engine optimization mm -hmm. and you've also got content that is keeping people on your brand. So there's there's lots of different layers there mm -hmm. that you can utilize that for. But yeah, I totally agree. Big bang on your buck there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you for being here today, Heather. We, your genius is told, it's so valuable to this community. And I just love how you've taken this technical stuff and really broken it down for us here today. I'm sure this show will be on replay. Put in the hashtag marketing and shine because you do not want to miss out on getting this checklist. And there you have it, Virtual Nation and Waste Up Wardrobe <laughs> Nation, your Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And you know we're here every Thursday at 1130 live, bringing you a new fresh show to help you up-level your virtual presence, your professional presence, your brand in every way, whether it's about how you show up visually to your client, how you show up digitally to your client, or how you show up in the market in general. We're here to really provide all that information so you can build a knockout brand and stand out in the market. So join us next week and bring a friend.